Folks, thanks for tuning in for this week's podcast. Before we begin with the program tonight, this show is sponsored by Beachbody On Demand. Text Eric, my name, E-R-I-C-K, to 303030 to get full access to their entire platform for free. Well, 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 we had a slow news day until the end of the day. I was actually, maybe I shouldn't admit I was going to pre-record the show so I could go to my kid's Little League game, but so much has happened this afternoon that I have to be here live and, and kind of miss the kid's game so that I could be with you guys. He's understanding. I've been to all the others for the most part. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Them's the numbers you can call in. Um, you can try me on social media at EW Erickson. Go to Instagram, though. It's where I'm not political. I put up my photography and food pictures. Now, the big news of the day is Kevin Williamson, who many of you may not know, and I need to set the scene here for you. We need to go back several years. Uh, a number of years ago, and I want to say 2014, maybe. Indiana, you'll remember 2014 was one of the big pushes for Religious Freedom Restoration Acts around the country. Indiana passed one. And a reporter, a liberal reporter, went into a well-known pizza shop, Memories Pizza in Indiana, uh, where the couple was well-known to be Christian, and asked if they would cater a gay wedding. And the owner said, well, no, we're, we're happy to serve gay people pizza whenever they want it, but we couldn't cater a, a same-sex wedding because we're Christians. And the left flew into gear. The pizza place had to be closed down for several days because of all the threats. Uh, they were routinely harassed. At one point, a, a, a gay man went in and bought a bunch of pizzas and was going to a wedding and then claimed that they actually had catered the wedding. Uh, the whole thing was ridiculous, but it was done to silence and intimidate. Then fast forward to January of 2015. Uh, ISIS sympathetic Islamic radicals stormed the offices of Charlie Hebdo, a French satire magazine, January 7th, I believe it was, of 2015, sometime around there. Stormed the offices, killed a bunch of people because of their depiction of Muhammad. They were outraged. On the day that happened, you may recall, Kelvin Cochran, the fire chief in Atlanta, was pushed out of his job because Kelvin Cochran, a year before, had published a book for a Sunday school class where he had the audacity of quoting the Bible and noting that the Bible considered homosexuality a sin. Now, I bring those two together because it just seems more and more to me that, thank God, totalitarian leftists in America are just content to ruin lives and not take lives, like in Charlie Hebdo, but uh, they outraged, uh, their sensibilities outraged, they too had to destroy a life. One actually physically took the life through violence, uh, the other just drummed up an online mob, marched down to the mayor's office and, and ruined a man's career over something he had written a year before that they didn't like. And we see this happening more and more in this country. It's an American cultural revolution, and the cultural revolutionaries on the left are, are coming for you, me, and everyone else who disagrees with them. You will be made to care one way or the other. And Kevin Williamson, formerly of National Review, is made to care today. Kevin Williamson is a conservative who last week was hired by The Atlantic and then fired today because 
some women in the office hypothetically might feel uncomfortable around him because he is pro-life. No, I'm not making this up. This news has happened in the last couple of hours. You really do need to know the details about this because it's shaping everything around you uh, that you see on TV, hear on radio, read in newspapers. So Kevin Williamson, he was on a podcast. He put out a tweet as well about hanging women who had abortions. And he admitted it was an extremist point uh, to get to his point that he actually takes an extreme position on abortion and believes that it should be a capital offense. Uh, Kevin Williamson is ardently pro-life because he was born the year of Roe v. Wade and could have been aborted, and instead his birth mother gave him up for adoption, and that has shaped his thinking. And he he thinks when he hears abortion, he could have been killed, torn limb from limb. I mean, let's not dance around what actually happens here. Uh, the kid's brain is cracked open. His brains are literally sucked out and torn limb from limb to, to evacuate him or her from the mother's womb. That That's what happens. Let's, let's not mince words here. We give it a, a polite euphemism, abortion. That's It's actually killing a kid. And he could have been one. He takes a very strident position on this. And so uh, the left has been attacking him for a week, particularly abortion rights activists, that how dare they give a prominent pro-lifer, conservative intellectual, a position at The Atlantic, a magazine that strives to highlight diverse opinions across the intellectual playing field. Williamson, by the way, you should know, is one of the best writers of his generation, uh, my generation, that would be, uh, really a brilliant conservative thinker and writer. His opinions are not always aligned with most conservatives. He has very, very heterodox opinions on some issues. And so he's, he's a pro- prolific writer and he's a great thinker and he makes you think in his writing. He's the type of person the Atlantic should want. But because he is militantly pro-life and offended people with a tweet, he's now lost his job after, by the way, the editor defended him and said, this is the type of guy we want. Now he's like, oh, wait, some of the women in the office, they might be uncomfortable having this guy in the office. This is a workplace harassment situation suddenly with with him daring to have a view on something that people might disagree with. And notice, by the way, my my buddy Dan McLaughlin pointed this out, how asymmetric this is, that he's got the, the editor, Jeffrey Goldberg, who's a moral coward decided he needed to worry about the hypothetical views of a woman in the office who might be uncomfortable with this guy and not actually worry about the reason that this guy has this view is because he very literally could have been killed. And was it? And so he came to this conclusion. We've always we only worry about the liberals' emotions, not not the rights emotions. Now this is very dangerous. What's going on? And we're seeing this more and more. People driven from polite society because they they do not have left wing views. Take CNN for example. CNN has gone militantly anti gun in its news coverage of late. Uh, when I put up earlier that you know this is just another reminder, Kevin Williamson being fired, uh, that conservatives by and large conservative thought is more and more reside resides in a ghetto because the left forces them out of the mainstream Uh, a couple of people from cnn said well you're going to be on cnn on sunday well you know what yes i'm going to be on as a a guest on cnn on sunday on reliable sources uh with brian stelzer i don't have a show on cnn chris cuomo a reliable liberal who lies about guns and harasses conservatives with made-up straw men he's actually considered an objective anchor on cnn despite his liberalism on display regularly on twitter he's getting his own show Van Jones is is absolutely a liberal, worked for for Barack Obama. He happens to be a classy guy who I like a lot. He's a friend of mine, but he's got a show. 
How many conservatives? Essie Cup on HLN, she's got a, her own show. How many conservatives at CNN? How many conservatives at MSNBC? What about ABC, CBS, NBC, even the Roseanne show now is actually a parody of the right more than anything. They canceled Tim Allen because he was too conservative, but they may bring him back for ratings now because of Roseanne. Uh, more and more what you see is that the left has become totalitarian in its views and unwilling to engage the other side. And the danger here is that by drawing smaller and smaller and smaller the window into which you can see actually acceptable views, and by saying that mainstream conservative thought is in no way at all acceptable, well, then what they're actually saying is that mainstream conservative thought and the, the radical views of the alt-right racists are no different from each other. They accuse Kevin Williamson of bigotry and racism and whatnot. And so if his views are no different from the radical alt-right views, which play to people's anger and emotions better than mainstream conservative views, well, guess where everyone's going to go? They're going to go to the more extreme positions on both sides. If the left gets to police the right and determine what is acceptable among the right, instead of letting the right police itself, then the left is only going to define conservatives as people who agree with them on everything, so you're not going to find conservatives. And then you're going to have people indistinguishable, being able to in, not distinguish between mainstream conservative thought and, and radical thought. And a lot of people, through emotion, they'll go to the radical thought. And you will see an increasing rise of all of the things the left has really feared and that the right has really feared. But this is what we get from a cultural revolution. They said it would only happen on college campuses, these purges of conservative speakers. Now it's happening at mainstream publications. And it's going to increasingly divide the country. It's going to increasingly segment and fracture the country. But that's what the left wants. They don't want to have to compete in the free marketplace of ideas. They want to censor and silence the right so they don't have to compete because their ideas continually get rejected whenever they have to compete, whenever they have to debate. And so they think they can just shut everyone down. And like with me pointing this out, they say, oh, yeah, I thought you were for free speech. This has nothing to do with free speech. The Atlantic can hire and fire whoever they want. But when you open yourself up to be a publication that exposes the ideas of the left and the right, and then you actually don't hire anyone on the right, let's not pretend what's going on here. The left-wing mob is in full display here, shutting down those they disagree with. And that's actually dangerous for civic society in this country. Hey folks, let me take a quick time out to thank our sponsor this week, and that is Beachbody On Demand. Now, you probably aren't familiar with the, the name Beachbody On Demand, but you're probably familiar with P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, 3 Week Yoga Retreat. Those are all part of the Beachbody family, and they used to have DVD products and whatnot. Well, now they've got it on demand. Uh, you can get it on your Apple TV, your your iPad, your, your iPhone, your Android device, your laptop. Um, they've got really accessible web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone products. I've enjoyed this. Now, I've been getting myself back in shape, preparing for opportunities that hopefully I will reveal to you at some point in the future. Um, but when we were at the beach last week, we went to Hilton Head for a week, and I joined a local gym down there just for a week's membership to go by. But there were a couple days where I couldn't get out of the house in the time that that gym was open and was able to do their yoga routine at night. Believe it or not, I actually, with this bone spur I've got, you don't want to know all this information. But nonetheless, their yoga package has been really good. Uh, and it's on demand, so I can get it on an Apple TV. I had one down there with me, was able to do it after the kids went to bed. Uh, all, just the stretching exercise were fantastic uh, for the heel problem I had. So I really want you to try the service. 
Right now, my listeners can get a free trial membership. So there's nothing to lose. It's a free trial membership. All you have to do is text ERIC to 303030. It's got to have the C and the K, E-R-I-C-K. Text it to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition information for free. All you got to do is text ERIC to 303030. Do that today. And thank you, Beachbody On Demand, for sponsoring the show. It's 27 after the hour. There's other news out there as well, including Corey Lewandowski apparently testified uh, before Congress. And um, let's see, this is from uh, Manu Raju at, at CNN. Corey Lewandowski, when he met with House Intel Committee, repeatedly cursed at Democrats, telling them he would not answer their blankety blank questions, uh, throwing F bombs. <laughs> And then, according to Lewandowski, quote, I had to repeat on multiple occasions that there was no collusion, cooperation, or coordination between uh, because the Democrats couldn't understand my plain English way of speaking. (laughs) Uh, Sounds just like him. In other news, you guys are going to get your laugh out of this one. You you know, we're always told now, if if you see something, say something. You see something suspicious, you got to report it. Well, police responded to a report about a crazy lady talking to herself. It was a reporter on Facebook Live. Yep, can't make that up. My goodness. Look, there's more to say about the the intolerance of the left these days. The people with coexist bumper stickers on the backs of their car more or less don't want to exist with anyone on the right. Um, hypocrisy knows no bounds. The, the peddlers of tolerance are the most intolerant in the country. And we see this with Williamson's hiring and then firing after a week. Uh, and it's only going to go downhill from here, by the way. I mean, look, look at the, the absolute harassment. Listen, I, I got an amazing opportunity uh, that was, I was approached with very recently and the people who approached me with it, uh, they're a little, they got cold feet. They're not sure what the reaction will be. And do they even want to, do they even want to put up with the reaction? The left-wing mob is doing this intentionally to silence those they disagree with, which is increasingly everyone except a small number of people on the left. It depends on which group feels oppressed that day. It is 40 after the hour. It's Eric Erickson here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You know, it just real quick, before we move on to other news of the day, including the pres- what the president has said about Stormy Daniels this afternoon, it is really, really funny and ironic to see members of the media saying there's nothing wrong with the Atlantic hiring Kevin Williamson for his conservatism only to then fire him a week later for his conservatism, uh, who are outraged at Sinclair Broadcasting running a promo about fake news. I mean, it's crazy to see people, well, this this is free speech, this is their right to do, and then attacking Sinclair Broadcasting. I mean, hypocrisy knows no bounds here. The the problem with with liberalism in America today, largely because they have decided 
and this could keep me here all night, so let me do my best to sum this up for you in, in the next few minutes. Liberalism in America has become lazy because it has precluded itself from being challenged. Uh, you, you don't have conservative TV, with the exception of Fox, uh, CNN, MSNBC, they, they have shut out a major conservative voices. You're allowed to come on as a commentator on, for example, CNN. Uh, but if you want to have a big show, you, you got to be SE Cup at HLN. You can't do it at CNN. You can't do it at MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. Um, the New York Times, of all things, has proven itself more willing to have intellectual diversity. But even then, um, most of the conservatives they have, they, they don't have uh, dyed-in-the-wool conservatives at, at the New York Times because they're not sure that their readers can handle it. So you have a Brett Stevens who's in favor of repealing the Second Amendment and and thinks climate change is real but doesn't care about it. And that that's his, and even then, he, he admits he thinks it's real and the left wants to chase him off the page. He wants to repeal the Second Amendment and that's not good enough for the left. Um, the left has precluded itself from being debated. Uh, you're not allowed to debate them in, in the, the town square. And so the result is that um, there aren't a lot of bright intellectuals on the left anymore in public. They've gotten intellectually lazy. Even Ezra Klein at Vox, who is held up as some sort of paragon of intellectual virtue on the left, uh, he he's he and Matthew Inglesias, whatever, they're, they're not super brilliant in the way that people on the left claim. Uh, Inglesias, for God's sakes, looked at a map of Miami and wondered openly why the city hadn't moved to the West. Because there's a big swamp there, you idiot. This is the publication Vox, by the way, that actually wrote that there was a bridge connecting Gaza and the West Bank when there wasn't. Or, or Klein, you know, Andrew Sullivan, who is a liberal, wrote a piece about how, you know, the left does need to admit that uh, evolutionary science does have something to do with IQ. Not as much as conservatives say, mostly it's environmental, but there's something there and everybody knows it and every respected scientist admits it. And Klein goes on this tirade about how that's racist to say it's, it's only environment. He can't contend with the difficult ideas. He wants to preclude them. More and more on the left, they have set themselves up so that no one can contend with them. No one's allowed to shout that the emperor has no clothes because they're not allowed to get close enough to the emperor to shout it with the left. You have all of the intellectual debate happening on the right these days because the right believes in the free marketplace of ideas and the left doesn't. The left believes ideas must be imposed on the masses while the right would like to debate them. So they've gotten intellectually sloppy and lazy. And this is just going to further perpetuate that, which ultimately conservatives will be able to use to their advantage, but not anytime soon. Okay, um, here's a another perfect example of this, and it just came up. Um, a woman in Texas named Kelly Burke. She is a city of West U council member. I don't know what the city of West U is. What is the city of West U? Now I'm curious. In any event, she is also a volunteer for Moms Demand Action, the anti-gun group. Um, West University, okay, West University Place uh, is a city in Texas uh, within the Houston metropolitan area. Okay, it's an actual city, the city of West University. She's an elected council member and a volunteer for Moms Demand Action, the anti-gun group. She's facing a Class C misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge because she berated teenage girls buying cookies in a convenience store because one of the girls was wearing a Trump t-shirt. She berated 
teenage girls for wearing a Trump t-shirt to the point that they had to call the cops on her. She started yelling at the girls, grab her by the women's body part girls, and then MAGA, MAGA. She started yelling that at them. The girls were in a cookie shop, not a convenience store. I'm sorry, buying cookies. The girls left without responding. They were terrified. This is this all plays into the Kevin Williamson story that if you are a conservative, you must be chased from the public square. You're not allowed to be there. This emboldens, by the way, this may very well help the election of Donald Trump. The left has decided that they won with Barack Obama that the only reason Donald Trump won was because of the Russians and that they can be as violent as they want. The only saving grace in America right now is that it is the conservatives who are the ones who believe in the right to keep and bear arms so we can protect ourselves for now, and the left knows it. Oh, but by the way, did you know there's a city in Illinois that has decided to not only ban assaults, I'm using air quotes, uh, rifles, AR-style rifles, But if you keep them, if you've legally purchased them prior to the ban, they're going to fine you $1,000 a day until you turn in your legally purchased guns. It is 56 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. The President of the United States aboard Air Force One has been asked about Stormy Daniels and why his lawyer paid her $130,000. He says he has no idea why. None, I tell you. None. Okay. So I guess everyone will move on from the story, or at least we'll try to. The press will not be letting it go. By the way, did you see Megyn Kelly's interview with Stormy Daniels' lawyer? Uh, it was nice. I, I mean, listen, I, I I totally believe it happened. I, I think it's it's plausible. The fact scenario that she's raised uh, has been raised by other women independently of how things went down, and the stories are too similar. Uh, but it was nice to actually see a reporter not give a fawning interview to her lawyer. She actually asked the guy tough questions and put him on defense about how he's turning it into a circus. And that was very nice. Now, when we come back, we've got other news of the day, including Republican second thoughts on their spending bill. Good evening. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. 10 after the hour. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Jeremy Peters in the New York Times uh, today has a story. You hate America. How the caravan story exploded on the right. Let me read you the first two paragraphs. It was the kind of story destined to take a dark turn to the conservative news media and grab President Trump's attention. A vast horde of migrants was making its way through Mexico towards the United States, and no one was stopping them. Mysterious group deploys caravan of illegal aliens headed for U.S. border, warned Front Page Mag, a site run by David Horowitz, a conservative commentator. And on and on it goes. 
20 lines or 20 paragraph one two three four five six seven eight not yet yep 20 20 paragraphs in the new york times finally admits that the story was actually started by that vast right-wing conspiracy site known as buzzfeed yes buzzfeed started the site uh started the news uh, absolutely crazy um mind-numbingly crazy in that regard um, that they push this site like that. They push the story like that. And sorry, folks, there are, I'm standing at the studio and there are people staring in the window at me right now outside. Very disconcerting. Hi there. I'm on the radio. I have no idea. In any event, um, so the New York Times runs the story and it takes them 20 paragraphs to admit that the story did not come from some right wing uh, website or from Fox News. It came from BuzzFeed, but they tried to make it into this big conservative um, story. Absolute nonsense. Um, it, it try and say, oh, there goes those conservatives again on this. Is it any wonder conservatives have such distrust of the mainstream media? Any wonder at all that they have that level of distrust when the New York Times is willing to blatantly mischaracterize a story on its page. But, you know, I, I, I feel like I got to. Yeah. And I say feel um, I think as well. I think I got to give the New York Times some credit today, though. They're hiring and standing by conservatives who make the left mad at, at a rate far greater than the Atlantic. Who knew the New York Times, of all things, on its op ed page would actually have more voices from the right uh, than the Atlantic was willing to have. Absolutely insane. Uh, really is uh, pathetic. But here you go, uh, portraying the right as, as some sort of rabid loons on the story when it was a totally legitimate story from BuzzFeed about this caravan where the organizers were saying they were going to flood the American border until they got scared of Donald Trump sending the National Guard. I want to turn back to um, Scott Pruitt, the EPA chief. There's a new story out that he asked to use sirens in Washington, D.C. traffic and was told no for a non-emergency. Scandal! Quel horror! Y'all, the EPA chief asked if he could use sirens. He was told no, so he didn't do it. In the same way, his staff looked into him flying private decided not to and <gasps> he flew first class how dare he these are ongoing drip 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 stories trying to get him ousted by donald trump in light of kevin williams treatment at the atlantic um the president better double down in standing with scott pruitt in fact uh, jake tapper's reporting the president this week is considering replacing jeff sessions at at justice with scott pruitt he better stand with Scott Pruitt. This is a, a left-wing mob out to get him. And notice how the stories go. Scott Pruitt asked about X, was told no, so didn't do it. <gasps> Scandal! Scott Pruitt asked about renting this condo, was told it was okay, so he did it. And notice that they're using $50 a day. The, the, way, the reason they're using $50 a day is to distort the math on what it actually costs. What is 50 times 30? 
a hundred fifty or a thousand five hundred dollars. Notice how they're doing that intentionally to distort the story. Having reporters refer to it as fifty dollars a day makes it seem far less than it actually is. Fifteen hundred dollars a month for a bedroom and bathroom with a shared living space in Washington. By saying $50 a day, they're trying to downplay it. It is the drip, 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 drip of liberal reporters trying to get a highly effective Trump cabinet um, official. He's not a secretary, but he has cabinet level. The EPA administrator does. That's what this is, folks. This is a left-wing mob out to get conservatives out to get conservatives in the media, out to get effective conservatives in the Trump administration. Thankfully, he, Scott Pruitt, has one thing going for him that Rex Tillerson did not have, that uh, David Shulkin didn't have, that H.R. McMaster didn't have. He has conservatives in Congress who have his back. Um, Rand Paul has come out for him. Ted Cruz has come out for him. Mike Lee has come out for him. Other conservatives in the House have come out for him. They're doubling down in defense of Scott Pruitt. And now it turns out today that Rob Porter, the ousted White House, um, whatever he was, uh, secretary of whatever, you know, he, you know who Rob Porter was. He's the guy who was ousted after it came out. He'd abused two wives. Turns out that he leaked information about Scott Pruitt. Because his former girlfriend worked for Scott Pruitt. And so he decided to hurt her by hurting her boss. She has quit her EPA job over the situation. So it's not just left-wing activists. It's also Rob Porter in a, a petty little bit of revenge against his girlfriend going after her boss. But I think that story has been put out to really overshadow the fact that much of this, much of this, against um, Scott Pruitt has been drummed up by left-wing activists through Freedom of Information Act requests, putting the worst possible narrative on the stories about Scott Pruitt. Again, this is the way the story works. Scott Pruitt asked about something, was told no, so he didn't do it. That's a scandal. Scott Pruitt flew first class. That's a scandal. Scott Pruitt paid fair market value for a bedroom with the bathroom inside of a house. $1,500 on Capitol Hill for a bedroom with a bathroom and a shared common area. Insanity. But it was all above board. They're just trying to make it sound like a scandal because, again, Scott Pruitt is highly effective as the EPA administrator. He's cut back cafe standards. He's has stopped the EPA um, having companies pay shakedown bribes to third-party environmental wacko groups. Did you even know that the EPA did this? The EPA in the past, uh, when companies have settled with the EPA on an environmental issues, the EPA has entered into a, an agreement with them where these groups then pay nonprofit environmentalist left-wing groups. They give them money, not the EPA, and those groups then turn around and use that money to investigate the companies and shake them down repeatedly for more money. It's an entire shakedown scheme. And Scott Pruitt ended it, and they are bitter, bitter, bitter. Um, just absolutely, I mean, this is a, a targeted campaign from the left. And we all on the right need to have his back.
Hey folks, let me take a quick time out to thank our sponsor this week, and that is Beachbody On Demand. Now, you probably aren't familiar with the the name Beachbody On Demand, but you're probably familiar with P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, 3 Week Yoga Retreat. Those are all part of the Beachbody family, and they used to have DVD products and whatnot. Well, now they've got it on demand. Uh, you can get it on your Apple TV, your your iPad, your, your iPhone, your Android device, your laptop. Um, they've got really accessible web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone products. I've enjoyed this. Now, I've been getting myself back in shape, preparing for opportunities that hopefully I will reveal to you at some point in the future. Um, but when we were at the beach last week, we went to Hilton Head for a week, and I joined a local gym down there just for a week's membership to go by. But there were a couple days where I couldn't get out of the house in the time that that gym was open and was able to do their yoga routine at night. Believe it or not, I actually, with this bone spur I've got, you don't want to know all this information. But nonetheless, their yoga package has been really good. Uh, and it's on demand, so I can get it on an Apple TV. I had one down there with me, was able to do it after the kids went to bed. Uh, just the stretching exercise were fantastic uh, for the heel problem I had. So I really want you to try the service. Right now, my listeners can get a free trial membership. So there's nothing to lose. It's a free trial membership. All you have to do is text ERIC to 303030. E-R-I-C-K. It's got to have the C and the K. E-R-I-C-K. Text it to 303030. You will get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts, nutrition information for free. All you got to do is text Eric to 303030. Do that today. And thank you, Beachbody On Demand, for sponsoring the show. It is 27 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Just an, an interesting random aside here. There's a story out. I cannot remember, though, where I read it yesterday. Um, that essentially every fast food company in America and a number of non-fast food restaurants are all going to begin looking like Chick-fil-A over time. It was an actually fascinating article on Chick-fil-A um, that it is growing rapidly, expanding in New York City of all places. There's such a demand there, they can't keep up. You know, I was up there uh, just a couple of months ago, and every few blocks on Avenue of the Americas, that's 6th Avenue where Fox is on, every few blocks uh, from essentially 34th Street up to about 59th Street, there was a Chick-fil-A and they were slam packed, every one of them. And what restaurateurs are saying is that Chick-fil-A's focus on service is really impacting them. I, I mean, it just for example, so I was, I, I had to drive up to, um, well, I, I attempted to, I was kind of dumb. I should have called ahead of time to see if they could do it. And I didn't, I just, I, so I drove up to Jim Ellis, um, my car the air conditioner went out while we were at the beach last week and got it serviced it worked fine for a few days now it's not again and they were so slammed they couldn't they couldn't get it today and as i was driving back home i stopped at a steak and shake uh just to grab a burger and they literally got every part of my meal order wrong every single part of it wrong that doesn't happen at a chick-fil-a uh, the service there is phenomenal and it affects everything and people are finally realizing that they're geniuses
It is 39 after the hour. Y'all, I want to, well, uh, I, I, I want to pivot to a personal discussion um, as diplomatically as I can. We, we're in the last half hour I'm allowed to. Uh, we are moving our youngest to a new school uh, effective Monday. We had intended to wait till the new year to move them both, um, but uh, just certain situations with him. He's just deeply unhappy, uh, and we're we're fortunate to have a number of good schools we can move our kids to. Um, there have been a number of problems, and he just doesn't think that discipline does any good to change the situation at his school and he's actually said he's ready to go somewhere where the bad kids get spanked and at the new school he's going to the the bad kids do get spanked um there's a larger issue here though and that is i encounter more and more parents who've just decided that they have to accept the cultural rot that this is just the way things are now. It, it's it's things are different from when we were kids. And you know what the culture is? The, the culture is a reflection of us. So if there's cultural rot, it's a reflection of rot within ourselves. And and to think you can't change it, you can't change the culture, is to think you can't change yourself. And I just I, I find this more and more baffling. For example. I, I haven't really mentioned this on air because it, it's just frivolous and it makes me mad when I think about it. But in talking about, for example, not being able to go into details about the president of the Stormy Daniels stuff, uh, this comes up inevitably. And I'm shocked by the number of people who say, well, the kids are going to see porn anyway. Might as well. You can go on and talk about it. Or it's no big deal. We can show them a Playboy because they're going to experience this anyway. Um, so do you go out, if, if you're okay with your kid uh, looking at pornography, do you go out and do you buy him a six-pack as well? Do you buy, buy him a bottle of Jack Daniels and uh, let, him, let, him do, let him start drinking in elementary school? Because they're eventually going to do it anyway. Or in high school, um, Charlie and I were talking, we, we both know people who on prom night got their kids a hotel room, went out and got their kid a hotel room because, you know, they, they were going to do it anyway. Might as well make sure they do it in a safe place. This is insanity. And then these people look at the culture around them and say, oh, wow, my goodness, what's happening? Well, you're happening. That's what's happening. And I just don't understand why any of us should be expected to have to settle for cultural rot, uh, because cultural rot is just a reflection of, of us and the people around us. And to the extent culture is rotting, it means we're rotting. And I'm just, I refuse to rot on this issue and feel compelled to extricate my kid from a situation. Um, and what I'm finding more and more though, is, is that even whether you're in a Christian private school or, or you're surrounded by, by like-minded people, the number of people willing to accept, uh, deteriorating standards, well, it's the 21st century kids behave this way. Now they only behave this way because we let them, your kid only does this because you let him. And I am continually amazed when I talk to elementary school teachers, for example, who see kids come into their class, for example, a third grade class, who see a kid come into class whose parents let them watch R-rated movies as a third grader. 
let them watch R-rated movies. I know one family who let their third grade daughter go to the movies and watch It with them. Think about that for a minute. It, a violent horror movie. Willingly let your third grader go see it with you. What is going on with people these days? And I just, if people have lost their minds and a lot of people who haven't lost their minds are looking at all this saying, hmm, well, I guess I got to settle because this is the way things are now. I don't believe you have to settle. I think you can work to improve the situation. You can work to extricate your kids from these situations. It's just, it's mind numbing to watch the level of acceptance of people just washing their hands of them saying, well, that's the way it is these days in in 2018. We just got to deal with it. Do what we can. No, I don't think so. I I refuse to believe that. It is 45 after the hour. Y'all, I just, I I, want to be diplomatic because I I don't want to have friends with hurt feelings. But I just, I got to tell you, I, I don't know what's going on with people who have just decided that they need to accept declining standards and to some degree i I was talking to a friend of mine said it's almost like the the frog in the pot of water analogy that it's just slowly shifted so much suddenly you realize it's boiling and you don't know how to get out of the pot you've hung out for so long i I don't think you have to do that and it's just so frustrating it's so frustrating to see parents who know better treating their kids as as their friends instead of their children um, friends who you're supposed to be buddies with instead of actually parenting and disciplining them. I don't even like to use the word parent as a verb, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about and it's happening more and more. And a lot of people have decided there's no escape from it. I, I think you can't escape from it. I, I've got friends of mine all the time who say, well, I, I'm okay with my kid being in the situation because we take him to church where he's in Sunday school and, and he's going to be salt and light to these others. I, your kid is a mind-numbed pile of mush who you shape or culture shapes. Your kid is not salt and light in the world, although you may think your child is. But an elementary school kid is going to be absorbing the things around them, not actually seasoning the things around them. Your kid is baking soda, sucking in all the bad odors and the good odors as well. It depends on what you're going to put around them. Your kid is not salt and light. Um, Don't think that highly of your kid. They're a kid. And I don't think you should put them in these situations. Um, That's just me, apparently. And it's just, it's, it's been really eye-opening to look at so many people looking at cultural rot and saying, no, oh, we just have to accept it. And I think you got to fight back on cultural rot. I really do. Because otherwise it continues to rot. Well, it doesn't have to. You don't have to let it. It is 55 after the hour. You know, so the president made the statement that illegals in California vote or others in California voted multiple times. And that's why he lost California. I I, I hope deep down, even some of you who will defend him on this, that you realize this isn't true. And I don't think it's a healthy thing for the president to repeatedly say things that aren't true, like the Amazon post office thing facts are facts and to quote Sinclair broadcasting they're neither left nor right and it's simply not true that the president lost California 
because a bunch of people voted repeatedly in California. That's simply not true. It's simply not true that the post office is losing money because of the Amazon deal. And I just, I've decided that I think part of my job has to be to push back, even on our side, uh, against things that aren't true. And, and I, I can already see people um, declaring me a, a, a liberal, a leftist for disagreeing with some of these things. Uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, uh, but I'm still going to push back on the nonsense because there are so many things out there that we need to fight. I mean, the left purging Kevin Williamson from The Atlantic, we should all be horrified by that. We should all be horrified by the left's coordinated attack on Scott Pruitt merely because of his effectiveness. And these other things, these lies and nonsense distract from the big fights. And there are a lot of big fights to be had as we continue to see the left uh, no longer wanting to just live and let live. It's about forcing their way of life. And, you know, they, they accuse Christians of imposing their will on people. No, I don't think that's ever really been the case in this country. But now it absolutely is about a one-size-fits-all imposed by the federal government. Uh, there can be no diversity of thought. There can be no small communities of interest. And these are the sorts of things we have to fight, not the imaginary people who voted multiple times in California. <laughs> 